met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to another episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, General Lee. And for tonight, we welcome uh, an accomplished author who I've only recently discovered. And I'm absolutely loving um, fascinating content on her YouTube channel alone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. She's an author. She's the host and creator of YouTube channel EJ Elliott. And recently, it's host and creator of Hermes Risen off believe it's on anchor ladies and gentlemen please welcome debbie elliott Hello. <laughs> thank you general lee this is great to be i'm really honored to be on your podcast i've been listening to them for quite a while on anchor so it's nice to be able to talk to you finally oh thank you dear um and likewise um before i've said this before so yeah um you're british so you know you automatically get a dual pass. <laughs> <laughs> Flying the British flag. So we're all one, aren't we, really? It's one yeah, world, one people. One. <laughs> it, it, it is. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know why I've not found you sooner, but your, your YouTube channel, the content is just right down my alley. Um, you know, if it's not... you. The work you've done on Harry Man and Lucifer and Steiner, it's something um, specifically that I've only just, I've only just sort of heard of. Um, I, you know, I love my hands up. I'm no expert, but you know, I think this is what it's all about. It's um, it's learning. And when you find um, an individual, a talented individual such as yourself, that's sharing incredible content. And this is what it's all about. And this is this is what why we're learning at the time, you know, at the same time. Um, but I'm specifically interested in how you how do you pronounce it? Gurdjieff. Gurdjieff. <laughs> Gurdjieff. I do a lot on Gurdjieff. George Ivanovich Gurdjieff. Because my channel is yeah. quite a mixture, really. You know, I started off doing it uh, many years ago doing people's art because I work with a lot of occult artists and I'm very into different uh let's call them occult pathways or esoteric pathways and Gurdjieff George Gurdjieff was a mystic philosopher who was around in the early 1900s no one knows when he was born because he doesn't ever reveal that he died in 1949 so he was around the time of a lot of other quite famous people that we know of now, like Helena Blavatsky and Rudolf Steiner and Nicholas Roick. I do shows about all them on my, my channel. 
sometimes it's my own shows that I've put together and sometimes it's me interviewing people on the subjects but we're just trying to pass on other people's like them these great teachers their work I don't really spout my own uh, ideas of all that I'm putting forward theirs because I think their ideas are the correct ones of how we should be living in this world and this realm and this lunatic asylum that we're living on this planet is crazy <laughs> it seems to be um, it just seems to be getting worse and well I don't say worse it's just uh, seems things seem to just be ramping up absolutely they are ramping up and also when people like yourself and me start seeing through it all then we really see how much it's ramped up where most of the you know the sheep the joe blogs of this world they don't see it because they're too programmed where we've kind of been unprogrammed we're beginning to see through it all <laughs> and we can see the craziness gurdjieff says we live in a lunatic asylum because we're um the wrong people get in charge people that have come from an ego point of view people that think they know better than we know people that want to control the situation probably people that have had some kind of issues when they were younger that they uh you know maybe they were bullied or maybe they were put down by their peers so they've raised to a point where they're going to go and take control and usually they are lunatics <laughs> they've got some weird ideas for us <laughs> yeah yeah it's um if things are not good with these the, the way that things are run currently but i guess for for as long as I'm aware of anyway, I think things have not been run well at all. Not for, not for hundreds of years. Oh, yes. Probably potentially even longer. But it feels like there's some kind of elite behind it that are running it. Um, I come from, this might be a bit uh, sensational for some people, but I, I strongly believe in that this world's not just us humans walking it. I, you know, We've grown up with the stories of the angels and the demons in whatever religion or faith you follow, there'll be stories of dark and light. And I think these dark forces are able to penetrate into our world and take control. The mission of the darkness, let's say, of Satan, Sorak, whatever you want to name, we shouldn't really say them out loud because it kind of gets their attention <laughs> and they'll come and sabotage this show. But then dark forces, they, they're after our souls. You know, there's the big um, battle between good and evil is really about we're the pawns in that game. It's the souls they want that we have. I, I don't know if you've read the book of Job in the Bible where it's the little battle between God and the devil in that of how he's trying to. Uh, Job is a, a faithful man. He does everything right. And so God always blesses him. And the devil said, oh, the only reason he worships you is because you keep giving him blessings. So the devil offers to God, just don't answer his prayers for a while and let's see what happens. And so God doesn't. And the devil does all these torments on him and everything. But Job never gives up his faith. When most people do, when they're tormented by the devil, they give up their faith easily and then they fall down that dark path. You know, if you've got no faith, you've got no connection to the divine source. I mean, I, I, I can understand what you mean. I haven't read Book of Job. I'm not religious, Debbie. I'm sorry. Um, even though, but even though um, I'm not religious, um, I still find um, a lot of the work absolutely fascinating. Um, especially when, like, like Gary Wayne, 
um, has come on and not just Gary, other other guests have come on and the perspective there, the, it's just incredible. It really is. Um, but is this is this part of one of those uh, like fascinating aspects of the um, the religion? Do you think? Well, when you were saying you're not religious, but do yeah. you believe in a god? You don't have to be religious to believe, or do you have a? Do you feel there's more to this world than just you know the everyday material world we're shown? Would you say um, you're on a spiritual path? You know, that's a good question. I, I love that question. Um, I believe there's something. I'm just not quite sure what it is. Um, I, I think the problem that I've got, Debbie, is um, I want to say it's a problem. It's just just not my bag. It's it, it feels like it's almost um, to some to some extent. It's like pushed. Some religion is pushed onto people. And like forced, and to me, I, I think that that's wrong. And from what I see of religion, eh, I mean, what's it, bro? What's good about war and death and you know all the all that? What comes with it? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, because what seems... the problem is is organised religion. That's what the problem is. That's what puts people uh, off. Yeah, 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 do you think that's where, where the uh, things start turning sour when you get? I mean, again, this it, I guess it's in a way it's manipulation. Yes. The, uh, do you think that that's that potentially where I've got a problem with it? Is I mean, I'm not one for all rules and regulations anyway, but um, I think to to sort of like. I see that as being some sort of manipulation where when you've got uh, somebody um, saying what's right and what's wrong and what you should believe in what, and what you should be believing in. Uh, you should be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. You do this, you do that. I think um, I think that's wrong. Me personally, <laughs> this is just me. It's just my own, my own thoughts. And, you know, uh, we're all different, aren't we? Well, many people feel like you do. That's why many people don't go to church or to a temple or to a, look for any spiritual, a spiritual path because they think it's all going to be like organised religion where you're told what to think and you're told bit, what to pray. And it shouldn't cool. be like that. It should be free. Free, yeah. yeah that's, they should uh, be guiding us. They should be showing us how to go forward in our religious faith. Or I don't like using religious faith because it's got that connotation of religion. But, you know... That's what a lot of my channel is all about. I'm trying to ask people, what is it that you believe in? Why is it that you don't think there is a God? Or, what you know, if you do think there's a God, what do you think that divine source is? And how do you connect to it? It should be a personal thing, I believe. Though it is nice to all meet up in a group and a gathering and um, have, like, I don't know whether it's prayers or a meditation together or, you know, read... Uh, some beautiful sacred or esoteric poetry or writings that are out there but it's when it becomes organized like you say and starts being told what we're supposed to believe that becomes very awkward I think we're free human beings and we should be free in our own what we say what we speak what we think 
you know, it's one of my concerns of the last few years. I've been really trying to take away freedom of speech and that makes it awkward of being able to put forward one's own beliefs, obviously, or one's own thoughts. And it's also happened with, you know, what happened in 2020. They shut a lot of the churches down and the temples down of oh, yes. different faiths. And then people yeah. couldn't, you know, that's taken away their right to go and you know, pray or whatever, or feel secure in a religious building. Um, I, I, I do like a good cathedral, not necessarily going for the religious service, but I think a lot of the cathedrals are built in such a, a harmonious way that you can feel the vi vibrations of this beautiful planet. It's um, a more of a sacred space where you can attune yourself where when we're walking about on this planet, you know, the everyday walking down your high street or going to your work, you're in a very mundane, materialistic uh, place. So you're not feeling your inner self or your connection to the divine source of what you believe in. So I don't I wouldn't want to get rid of churches or temples or mosques. I think they're very important for that sacred space and connection for oneself. But if I if I could, I would like to try and help people to question themselves what it is their belief is, what it is they want, what is it, how do they work more harmoniously in this world? Yeah, that's um, that's that's a lovely thing to say, that uh, Deborah. Um, well, you know, are you or would you say that you was um, a Christian? Is that what? Is that what you ask yourself? Would you say, or would you say you was more spiritual? I would say, because I get asked this kind of question a lot, because I talk a lot about Christ consciousness, which is quite a different thing to what the Christian religions are. That I talk about Christ consciousness and Buddhic consciousness in the way of, you know, the Buddha. Yeah, they yeah. were able to connect with a certain special force that's coming from the hierarchy of the divine. I think. Um, you know, I'm a true believer in this divine source, which is way, way, way up there. But the divine source gave us humans free will. So the divine source never interferes with us because we've got the free will to do what we want. If, if the divine source interfered, our free will has gone and it becomes like a dictatorship, doesn't it? But below yeah. the divine source, there's archangels, angels and these special forces like the Buddha and the Christ who came as great teachers because they were um more developed than you know the average man and woman <laughs> in their mind and soul and so they came and tried to help people find what their soul is many people don't think they have a soul i find that quite um interesting but i believe the soul is your connection to the divine so they i know many people poo poo <laughs> religion because they don't like being told what to do but if they understood the esoteric side of Christianity or the Christ force, what it is, an energy that can come in and transform you so that you can become the most perfected version of yourself, you would probably find still living in this world a lunatic asylum. But when you've got an understanding of how all the how there's more to this world than just this material world that our governments and leaders try to keep us in, which is why going back to why I'm thinking a lot of it could be being run by people that are more of the demonic side, because the whole battle between good and evil, trying to keep our souls, trying to keep us here, trying to destroy our souls. Yeah. Feeding off us. Yes. They love a bit of negativity. And so you're feeding it. If you're being negative, you're feeding that dark force. But if you're being positive in a more awakened state, 
then you're working more with a divine with the divine vibrations that are coming down and god or divine source whatever you want to call him her it will repay you will be there for you i think um it's like like what, what you've just said then it's makes sense um especially when you know the demonic side of it uh, quote demonic um i mean i'm not quite sure what it is it's just it's not doesn't seem like the it's in our own interest anyway we're not benefiting from any of this it's them not us yeah it's not in our interest it's in their interest where from the lighter side of like the angels the archangels christ buddha you know all these other great teachers they want to help us so it is for us to help ourselves Gurdjieff talks about how there's seven different types of man and woman seven seven types so there's the first three you know one's a person's very intellectual you know like our professors but they might not be very sporty or very emotional because they're a bit unbalanced they're only too they're too much in the head and then there's a number two person would be someone that is too emotional they're all in their emotions they don't think too well but they feel they're like empaths but maybe they're not very bodily and then you've got your third type that is more about the body the great sportsmen of these day and age or people that um, like to do physical work like an athlete but like an athlete would you say like that yeah right okay so it's like these people are all only balanced in one way where Gurdjieff says there's a fourth way. If you can bring all them free together, because we've all got intelligence, we've all got emotions, and we've all got a body. But if we can bring them all together to a balanced state, then we would be more in tune with how this world is running. And I'm not meaning by the government. I mean, like, in the cosmological way of how this world and the universe works. He calls that man number four, which is why Gurdjieff's work's often called the fourth way. The fourth? Yeah, you know, like, you can have... A monk goes and meditates. Yeah, yeah. So that's one way. A fakir, you know, the out in India that does all the, puts the nails through his tongue and it doesn't hurt him, them kind of things. Do you know what I mean? Strange, I'll tell you what. Yeah. That, what's that called? I've always wondered what. I know it's called. Fakirs. Fakirs, F A K I R. And then there's the other way of the yogis who go and meditate up a tree and everybody comes and, you know, gives them their food or whatever. So they're three different ways of um, working on a spiritual path where Gurdjieff's saying, if you put all them three ways together inside yourself, you become, well, a fourth person, a fourth man, a fourth woman. You've put all, four, all three ways in. It's a very interesting perspective from It is, isn't it? It's more balanced. And that's what we should be trying to be, a balanced person within ourselves so that we can go about this lunatic asylum a bit more awake and yeah. be aware when crazy things happen to us. We start understanding why they're happening. Fascinating. A lot of it is outside of us. It's other people's rubbish happening to us or what Gurdjieff would call accidents just happen. But when you're more balanced, you start seeing that coming towards you and you can sort of sidestep it. <laughs> Yeah, that, that makes sense, don't it? You can sort of like, you know, if something's about to happen, let's get out of the way, like you said. Um, yeah, wow. you become aware of people's um, moods or you can suddenly be a bit, you know, it's like you're one step ahead of that person's about to explode at me or 
that person's about to give me a wonderful big hug, you know, which is lovely, isn't it? You, you know, you can sense things a bit more where most of us are switched off from all that because we're only using one of these ways, one of these centers. Uh, this is, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not familiar with any of this, but a lot of what you're saying, it makes a lot of sense to me, especially with uh, actually being, having the ability to, to feel um, like when something doesn't feel right or when you get like a wrong vibe off somebody, um, especially that. Exactly. And people sometimes get that, but they tend to ignore it. Or they say later, don't they? Oh, I kind of felt it, but I didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Doing this kind of work on yourself, you start following them instincts. And it makes a lot of sense when it starts happening. It certainly does. Uh... We get distracted a lot, don't we, by just going about our everyday rat race lives. Yeah. I think, do you think that could be? Essentially, what the problem is with um, society in general, when you've got like these aspects thrown into into the mix, and then you've got um, uh, the powers, the, the powers that be are constantly trying to manipulate us in one way or another. It's sort of it's throwing throwing us off what we should be concentrating on. And that's why maybe we have accidents, etc. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. I think this is the whole point of why these dark forces, while we're given these distractions, you know, you need that new phone. Well, you don't really. You need to go and watch this movie. You don't really. They worry us with, you know, price increase on food and things like that. It's all distractions, I think, to keep us off from developing ourselves and becoming, you know, that more perfected or even a better person in yourself. Because I've, I know a lot of people that do this kind of work that have said that it's really I know it changed my life. I, it made me become more, you know, considerate of myself, how I act with other people. Yeah. It makes you considerate of how, why other people are acting weird. You know, maybe they're having a bad day when most of us just think, what an idiot. When really we, we should be considering why people are acting like they are. Um, and this is the sort of thing I think religions should be trying to explain to people or even in schools when you're growing up you should be being taught I'm not saying psychiatry but try to understand why people are like they are but instead they just throw at us for example schools you must learn history maths you know your English or whatever and religions when you go to an organized religion it's mainly telling you off for being a sinner and making you feel you know down in yourself and it should be more uplifting and like you you are a human being be the best human being you can be and yeah. work with other people the golden rule really is be kind to each other do to, to each other what you would like done to yourself but sadly many people like to have bad stuff done to themselves but if we could try and implement that rule more it would make the world a better place oh definitely would um i mean like like helping each other um, mm. as a start it's you know it's, it's a start i mean like this like our conversation now it is um to me there's nothing better than uh than having a conversation with somebody that is on a similar wavelength as yourself because things even if you're not on the same wavelength still having that conversation though if you can hold the conversation and not let it turn into an argument okay i mean Things can get heated, but it's still good. 
at the yeah, end. Yeah, we should be encouraging each other to continue on ourselves and say that we're, you know, this is good that we're doing conversations like this and with other people. Yeah. No putting forward one's views only and not listening to anybody else. We need to have an ear to hear what other people, everybody's got something to say. Yeah, and everybody's got something to say. Also, everybody's got um, their own beliefs, their own perspectives. And I think that's what I find fascinating is having a conversation with two different perspectives, but the same goal. I Which think it should be a goal that's developing <laughs> one's path. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, I love this. Um, so, so we've got up to the, the fourth way. Uh, is there the so the fifth and is there a fifth, sixth, and seventh? Oh, yeah, let me tell you about them. So, man number five would be someone who's developed all his, you know, his thinking, feeling, and um, bodily ways using movement and things, and he would become a bit more, almost like a magician people would think of today or like a guru he's kind of a bit more aware of what's about to happen maybe a bit telepathic maybe it's using his full abilities to himself and it goes on up the ranks improving 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 and man like man number six would probably be the buddha who reached enlightenment it's because it's all about a development of understanding of everything and being enlightened you become aware of how the whole universe works and what your part in it is which I think many people have a hunger in themselves, don't they? And they fill it with, because they don't know what that hunger is, they fill it with, I don't know, hobbies or fill it with sex or fill it with music or whatever. But for many of us, we begin to realise after a while, while we're not fulfilling it through material gain, it's actually a spiritual hunger. It's like we, we want to reach the divine or find out why we're here, what's our mission or... You know, it's something more of a higher uh, need or knowledge, more than just what this material world is. And that's what happens when you've reached man number six. You've become to get that like a Buddha. You've become enlightened. Right. And then man number seven would be like a Christ type of figure, someone who's fully connected with the whole universe and with the divine. Very interesting. But it can go the other way as well into a, like a dark forces way. They could go downwards and turn, you know, become corrupted. So we can become someone like as awful as Satan or Sorat, you know, such a, a dark force that just wants to destroy and has no conscience and no compassion, which um, I should add, uh, as you're developing yourself from number four upwards, you're developing your compassion for everything which is very different to love. Many people don't realise that compassion's a, a true understanding of uh, what a person is or what a, what everything else is. But also yeah. coming along that, with that is conscience. And many people don't use their conscience. And uh, your conscience is your understanding of right and wrong. Many people ignore their conscience, don't they? That's why so many awful things happen in this world. It's because people just ignore that conscience telling you that that's not what you should be doing. Yeah, I think it's it's that's another strange one in the conscience. Um, again, I, I mean, to me, I think a lot of it is down to uh, manipulation. It's such a big thing. A, a lot of people don't realise they're being manipulated. 
Um, you know, it could, manipulation could mean for anything. It's like, oh, what, what, what you're eating, what food are you eating? Um, it's oh no, you don't. Oh yeah, you'll like that. So like, you're being manipulated to eat something that you you don't like. It's like it's, it could take into account for anything that. Well, people get manipulated in relationships as well. Oh, that's, you know, it's something very difficult, isn't it? I think it's a huge thing that Debbie. That's um, that's well said. That um, I mean, it, it's undoubted that is potentially one of the uh, main aspects. I would say for relationship manipulation. And, and it's it's sad to say that, but it is true. Most of the people that come to me for one to ones are about manipulation, how they're being manipulated, how to break themselves free, because it's kind of like having to find yourself and create that strength in you to realize that you are worthy of being the person you are. Because people that manipulate other people are looking for weak people, people that are. More than with people pleasers, they look for people pleasers. And, you know, I've been a people pleaser in my life and learned very quickly that, you know, it's it's not a good thing. We want to please each other when we're all helping each other. But most manipulators will look for people like that so that they can have, it's all about them then. They're manipulating people so that they're getting that better life, not caring that the people they're manipulating are not having their life or being the person they should be. Yeah, it shouldn't be that way, shouldn't it? Go on. It shouldn't be that way, Debbie. You know, if you're if you're um, in love with somebody, why? You, it's the last thing you'd expect. But sadly, that's what happens. <laughs> this is what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's sadly, it's. Uh, I think there's a fine line between love and hate. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the shows I've tried to do, because Gurdjieff talks a lot about how to look at yourself and yeah. see, it's like called self-observation. You become aware of why you are people-pleasing that person or why you're snapping at that person. And a lot of our problems are because of something we've done, you know, whether in our younger age or earlier in that day, that's put us on the wrong, you know, niggled us, Put us on edge and then we carry on that way of feeling for the rest of the day and make it ruin our day but if we can become aware of right this is happening to me this person's manipulating me i need to break free from that then you can start the ball rolling of making your life better but it is difficult because people use emotional um i forgot what the word is emotional blackmail on people blackmail, that's, a, that's a classic on that yeah, and I think a lot of the religions used emotional blackmail to make people stay with them when we shouldn't be using that. We should be free to understand when someone's doing something like that and to be able to walk away. 100%. 100%. You, you know, it's funny you should mention that about um, some of the religions. It was only, uh, I say, one, one of the nights last week. Um, I forget what channel it was, but it was about... Um, a, a bloke and he'd left uh, the Amish Amish or Amish Amish community. It was in, in the US. And it was like it was like as if he was being hounded 
by all you know like the elders of the the of the community like he wasn't allowed to do this he wasn't allowed to do that so he he, he had left it because of the manipulation because he you know it didn't sit with him but it continued it went worse for him after he left is that something um are you aware of that happening or would you think that was just a one-off or is that is that something that goes on sadly it's the first time I've heard about it in an Amish community, but I can understand. I must admit, if I'd grown up in an Amish community, I would have wanted to be a bit of a rebel and break free. I was a bit of a rebel myself when I was younger. Of anything that tried to control me, I was out. But I've All heard right. more. I've known Scientologists who have broken free, so I do. I understand that, and they still get hounded. You know, like decades later, and still uh, given a lot of Sign- trouble for it. Scientologists, you know, Scientology. Scientology. Um, I don't. I don't know anybody who's been in it, but I'm. I'm aware of it. Is it? Is that the this bizarre, um, quote religion? That it's Tom. Also gone. Is it the one that Tom Cruise is in and, and a couple of the um, yeah actors? Right. Yeah, because that was started by L. Ron Hubbard. That's it, L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, yeah, he did a book called Dianetics. And I must admit, the book Dianetics, I think it's a very good um, book on how to look at oneself. I think it's a very good self-help book. But what came from it afterwards, Scientology, I myself nearly got caught up in it when I was younger. Um, Yeah, yeah, I was very into sci-fi and I'd read a lot of his sci-fi books. So when I was about 15 or 16, when I discovered Scientology, I was like, yeah, I, I like the sound of this, religion and science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and they still send me, because um, I was living at my parents then, and I know every now and then my parents will get in touch and say, oh, you've got another letter from, Bra- um, where is it? Not Bravesend. I've forgotten where their headquarters is, is in, in England. It begins with a G. You've got another letter from there, and it's them still, you know, all these decades later still sending letters <laughs> but I never did join but I know that again this is an organized religion though that they've only recently in the last few years been recognized as a religion now had that legal status put on them before it would have been seen more of a cult but it's very difficult for people to get out of there but again it's in any cult or something like Scientology there's them egos at the top that believe that they know better of how to run our lives and how to, you know, manipulate people so they get the best of everything. And, you know, all the people lower down in that rank are, you know, treated in pretty bad ways. Though there are many Scientologists I know that are very, very happy with it and have lived with no trouble in their way. So I think it depends on who your cult leader is at the time of where you are. Because yeah. Cult leaders normally are people with a very high ego to be able to think that they can uh, manipulate and lead people in such a fashion. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could understand that. Um, it's like, uh, I mean, depending on how you look at it, some, the, the ego, they're like almost psychopath level because um, the, the way that they're driven um it's just sheer manipulation for some of them. I mean, the details are like like Mormonism as well. Now, um, it's just allegedly, obviously. I mean, I'm not familiar with um, the Mormon Church. I don't think I ever will be. I actually, I know. I don't think I know. I never will be. 
and I'm not knocking anybody else who is, it's like I say, each to their own. But you don't hear a lot of good things about some of these religions. And unfortunately, did you see the, that, the one from um, one of the last, I'm not sure which last they sent, it was one of them that was on Netflix. I think it came out last year. Some of the stuff what you hear they do to women and kids. Yeah, I think it, I know which one you mean. Was that by the with the little Indian guy? Oh, There's quite uh, a few. The one on Osho was fantastic that they did. But I feel like, because um, I'm a great fan of Osho. I don't know if you know of him. He, but they did do, that was Wild Wild Country on Netflix. And they were talking about how they, they were living out in, I think it was California. I might have got the county wrong. But it wasn't him that caused all the financial problems. It was actually the ladies that were, like, in charge of him in his sector. He was just trying to be a good guru, I think, where b behind the scenes there was all this financial fraud going on. All and, right. Yeah, and then there's that other one that was also in there where there was the guy that kept sadly raping all the women. That was a different... That's the one I Right, okay, yeah, I remember that because that was quite shocking actually. He was doing That's the sweat lodges when he turned in the heat up. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was, uh, it was also kids, kids were, uh, young girls were, uh, you, you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like what is making someone like that who starts off with thinking, I'm doing this to help everyone, and then they can turn like that? I find that very hard. To comprehend what's happened to them so it's got to be some kind of ego thing that's inside them and possibly even a split personality or thinking right i'm manipulating these people at the same time i'm trying to help them though he was a bit horrendous actually because to put make people do all them dancing exercises when he was turning the heating up to it was like passing out kind of atmosphere uh, i can't <laughs> work the mentality of um, some of these people I mean, especially when, um, especially when it involves kids. Mm. But well, that's yeah. I get concerned as to why are they doing this? The, yeah. Why? What is the uh, what? What? What's what they're getting out of that? They think is good. Because no matter which way you look at it, well, which way I look at it, I don't see any good coming from wanting to hurt women and kids. Well, to me, it's quite a demonic uh, type of thing to do. And I'm quite a believer in that uh, dark forces can manipulate and take over people. Because I'm quite concerned that people follow these kinds of gurus, in yes. inverted commas. So that's really? quite, that's people that need help in themselves, isn't it? But then what yeah. what is it that they need? Why do they need to be looking up to someone? They don't feel confident enough in themselves. Like we all need teachers, that's fine. But... We need to. We should then be able to learn from people and then go off and blast our own path. You know, blaze, start yeah. your own blaze of glory. But people get caught up with these kind of gurus and stay with them because they obviously don't have enough confidence in themselves and need a leader. And then leaders somehow, through this manipulation, can then do these awful things to people. But I do get concerned that demonic entities can get into them. I think demonic entities can enter people that have, um, let's say, a higher ego in that kind of way yeah. and manipulates them. Or maybe we all have a demonic entity in us anyway. It's kind of like we've got an angel and a devil on each shoulder, haven't we? That's one of the old sayings. 
and many people aren't listening to their angel they're too busy listening to their devil on their shoulder or or, uh, maybe similar to like uh, we've all got a shadow self Mm -hmm. yes yeah you know uh, but why does that overtake them why is their conscience not stopping them? It's something I, I, you know, I'd love to interview these people for real. If I could meet Osho, I know he's dead now, or that guy. I think that guy's died that was in that, or he might still be in prison. All oh, right. I think he might He might have done, you know, Debbie. I'm not, not too sure on that. I know he was in jail, and that's where he should be. Mm. I mean, what I would think would be just a little bit of justice would be let's, let's, what he was doing or what his dad done to those. People obviously weren't, they didn't ask for what he did to him. Let's see how he was doing, if he would do that, if that was happening to him in jail. Yeah, I kind of see what you're saying, but. Sorry, I two wrongs don't make a right, but what, what I'm trying to say is, you know, um, a bit of his, teach him a bit of his own medicine, see how he likes it. Yeah, that would be intriguing to see if that happened, as long as you're not doing it, because then that comes on to yes. your karma. If you're trying to do a justice in that kind of two wrongs make a right way, that then affects your karma. Are you um, a believer in karma? Um, I think I am, yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's why, I mean, yeah, I want all the bad things you could possibly imagine happening to these people for what they've done to us. But again, I think at the spur of the moment, who who doesn't feel anger or feel upset for and feel sorry for people who've been hurt? Well, there's a difference between justified, isn't it? Justified anger yes. like that. That's very understandable. But then let's take that guru guy that was the sweat man, I'm going to call him for now, the one that kept turning. If, if it was all done back to him, that would be, um, you know, obviously we, we all think, yeah, that's great, but it's still not helping him in his karma he needs to learn that what he did was wrong yeah. and be redeemed in some way that's the major uh way of sorting out your karma i know everyone likes the old karma will sort it out but if you realize say you did something bad and you realized with your heart and soul how bad that was and properly redeem yourself you can stop that coming back on you do you see what i mean like if you if you've uh realized how wrong it was what you did like you've got to really believe it for your heart and soul though to be properly redeemed not just a oh i'm sorry or a maya culpa you've got to really mean it and then that karma can be stopped it's when people don't uh realize why they've done it or what they've done is so awful that it will come back to them and i think in this life some karmas do come back to you on this life but i'm a big believer in reincarnation and i think a lot of the karma reoccurs in another life but yeah, if you're working uh, on yourself, I think it happens in this life because they can see that you want to, if you properly redeem yourself and are sorry, it will try and help you. There's yeah. always a helping hand from the angels. Yeah, 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 I, I get that. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, Debbie, we can't turn back time, can we? <laughs> no, we can't. That's why we have them. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we have, you know, this is why people get um, caught up in their remembering things that happened when they were in their past. You know, we all get caught up, you know, when you're just going to bed, suddenly something pops into your mind of some awful embarrassing moment that happened years ago. 
why do our minds do that? You know, it is quite crazy. Our minds play these tricks on us. But what does it do to the guilty people if things like that, if they feel that guilt? Or do yeah. many people, you know, think the things they do on this planet, these awful things? Let's take Myra Hindley and what's his name? I've forgotten his name. Uh, Ian Brader. He, he never cared the, what he did to people, did he? He had no pity no. for them families. So what will happen to him? with his karma when he dies because he didn't redeem get redeemed he, he had no humility he just was evil that's serious then that's when it, your karma is going to be affected yeah um i mean if if they had anything about them they would have told those families where those kids were mm -hmm. but they didn't ever did they no so to me, that, he had no heart and soul, did he? All they want, all, all, those families should have, should at least. I mean, they'd already lost, lost. Um, well, let's face it, and you know, just the thought of that is just heartbreaking. Uh, I mean, I, my, my baby girl, she's was well, baby. She's just turned sixteen, but she's my world, and. Uh, just, I just can't imagine anything like that. It's just sickening. So that that loss is just, uh, it is heartbreaking. But if they had anything about them, they would at least give that family some closure and just say, look, like, right, okay. You know, but nothing, like you said. He enjoyed just, having that power over that family of knowing he was hurting them. It was that's what it was as if he was in control in a way, um, and he and I guess he is to some extent, which is wrong. Mm. I think it's um, so wrong. Which is why I kind of like I like my doing my shows on my channel. But I'm trying to, because I can't always explain it properly. I, that's why I do a lot of what Gurdjieff and Steiner and Blavatsky talk about is how to develop yourself so that you can be a better version of yourself, not feed off other people's negativity, learn why people do that, or even why we ourselves do that. You know, we've all been naughty to other people at some time in our life, obviously not to the uh, effect yeah. of that yeah. awful mind, but, you know, if we can understand ourselves like the old adage the uh, sign that was over all the mystery schools know thyself it's the most important thing is if you can understand yourself that's why i say to a lot of people get your astro astrological chart done from when you was born because it will teach a lot, you a lot about yourself and as you were saying about the shadow side that's all explained in there you can understand why you have these you know dark moments and you know we all have it all of us, but we've got to work upon it and try and be the light beings that we're supposed to be. Yeah, I love that that um, interpretation as well, David. It's brilliant. That it is. Um, it is fascinating, especially. I mean, like I said, I've just find just recently found in your work, and um, it is. It's well, I'm smiling now. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> Uh, you are a fascinating individual, Debra. Oh, thank you very much. I, I love doing these shows. Uh, my, as I was saying before, my channel is very eclectic. There's lots of different things on there and some poetry and stuff. But it, 
I try to be as uplifting as possible to try and help other people be that way. And yeah. I have a lot of great guests that come on. We talk about all kinds of different things. You'll have to come on. We'll have to do a show sometime. Thank you. There will be an Thank you. <laughs> Because we, we, okay, we do have to talk about the dark sometimes. We must always remember that the whole point for us is to keep ourselves going upwards, live, living in a higher vibration, I normally say to people. We want to make sure we're not drawn down or pulled down by these darker people or the manipulators in this life. We need to be the strong individuals that we are. And there are higher entities out there that want to help us. I, I believe so as well. Uh, not quite sure what these uh, entities are, but I think that uh, now, this, this, again, this is just my uh, my belief, but there potentially could be other dimensions that there are things out there we, we just can't see. Probably would never be able to understand as well. Absolutely. But I found by doing the exercises that Gurdjieff and Steiner discuss if you really work on yourself you begin to be able to lift that vow there's this whole thing about this is why the everyday people can't see it it's like there's been a big vow pulled down upon us everyone's programmed so that you can't see what's really going on and it can be quite I, I know many people sort of see things out of the corner of their eyes or are aware of like uh shadow beings a lot of people talk about or something just sort of out quite out of the way of seeing it properly so the people know there's other things out there or ghosts let's say or poltergeist but most people turn a blind eye or think that if they ignore it enough it'll go away but yeah i'm not coming from a scary point of view i'm coming from that if you develop and work on yourself and you begin to you begin to see these things and you begin to realize what's going on that we are not this only this dimension here there's other dimensions going on as well so um what's your aspects on the paranormal side of things do you um have you had any any interactions or any experience in that side of things there if you don't mind me asking no if that's you, fine. If you want to talk about it i fully understand but it would just be interesting. Yeah, I've had things. Yeah, you know, that's even when I was a kid, I was aware there was other things going on. But I wouldn't say that I could see things very clearly. I know friends that could see other other beings um, and ghosts and things. I um, I swear I'm going to do it from a lighter side of. I've been. I believe in all the elemental type of beings also live on this planet. But they've kind of hidden away. Many people would call them the fairy folk or um, oh. you know, dwarves and gnomes and things like that. But they do still live in this realm, but they've just taken themselves out of humanity's eyesight. But I have definitely seen various things. If I really concentrate on, say, I'm out in a lovely field, no one's around, and I can really adjust my eyes just to look at a little flower or something you can begin to see that there's other things not there sometimes they come out not for everyone because most people are very closed minded to this kind of thing and it's really about i know they say what's that saying you have to believe to see oh seeing is believing is that yeah and all that kind of thing but i know non-believers that have seen ghosts i know non-believers in anything that have been interacted with some kind of paranormal 
activity. So it's not about the seeing is believing, it's the being open to whether what it is that's out there that you can see. But I mean, definitely doing some kind of esoteric path work helps one to become more aware of what's out there or to hear. Some people are clairaudient, some people are uh, so clairaudient and what's the other ones you've got you can hear some people hear things some people see see things some people have like visions coming into their heads so it's like they're being clairvoyant clairvoyant where they're being shown it through their head so i'm a big believer in there's more to this world but there's still oh, questions as to how we access it yeah I suppose for most times, which I don't recommend to people, have probably been when I've been on magic mushrooms, which I haven't done for many years, but they definitely <laughs> help lift the vow and make me see things. You are now a legend, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. You know, but I didn't expect that. I did not expect <laughs> But then that's the shortcut way of doing it. So that's why it's not really recommended in the esoteric paths. When you're doing an esoteric path, you're going through the exercises and coming to it naturally. But taking a bit of magic mushrooms or something like that is, is a shortcut. <laughs> and obviously, I'm not ongoing. You can't take mushrooms forever. So <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> You've <gone> mad. <laughs> Actually, you might go so mad that you become sane. Who knows? <laughs> The, the opposite effects so, oh, no that would be horrible <laughs> <laughs> but, so yeah. I, do, I do think there are things out there and but it's difficult to engage with them because i think they've retreated from us because we're such a horrendous species like look what we do to nature and we should be working with nature yeah we should be but um you know that wouldn't surprise me how they've like uh, gone into hiding from us Mm. or maybe it's the opposite and they think we're the weird ones and they're all they're normal and, and it's us we're the monsters <laughs> no i think they think that i think you've hit it right on the head that is exactly what i think is going on we are the monsters to them because we wreck everything and we probably yeah. used to hunt them down you know <laughs> us humans love to take over anything that's not one of us and destroy it and hang it up and well, kill it and then hang it up on our walls so we've got a nice, um, you know, it's probably yeah. head pieces somewhere. Turn so, us into shoes and start wearing, like, you know, clothing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> it's it's weird that humanity is so mean like that. We just, it's like we come together. I think one of my favourite sayings is stupidity breeds in large groups of people. And humanity as a whole can be quite stupid sometimes. But I know there are awakened people out there that are trying so hard to not get caught up in all the idiocy and the stupidity of the people that are running everything or do stupid things. And I'm not meaning just in governments and that, even in your local councils or, you know, the, the schools. And it always seems to be stupid people in charge. You know, um, why Why is that? It's like, um, it's almost just like it's magnetic for them. Yeah. I mean, it's like, for an example now, I'm not into politics whatsoever, but just uh, how I see it, like, I'm not Boris. And then 
the there's the lady who was after me. I don't, I don't know her name. Um, she was in for what a couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't think she's made four weeks. I can't remember her name either. But yeah. <laughs> and then there's the the one they've got now. Um, I just can't work it out what's going on. Well, they're puppets, aren't they? They're definitely manipulated, and they're told yeah. what to say. So there's something else going on behind the politics that we see. You know, the old secret elites that are really trying to run everything. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it seems. Mm. They don't seem sure. able to say their own things. They don't seem able to put a sentence together without being told it through the earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, uh, yeah, earpiece are the reading from, you know, one of the magic screens they've got in front of them. You can yeah. clearly see them reading something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then you get the people that um, seem to not want to... Um, See things how they really are. It's yeah, like it's an easy uh, life, don't they? Yeah, they, they call them what they call the sheeple, as they say. Mm -hmm. It's it's worrying. It like, is. It, but one of the things Gurdjieff talks about is people love their suffering, and that's what the sheep do. They just go along with it because they're being told what to do. It means they don't have to think for themselves. And also they can then go and moan about how awful their lives are to their friends, neighbours and work colleagues, where people yeah. like us that can see through it are trying to find a way to get out of it. It's very difficult to escape the rat race. It's, uh, I mean, when you try and have a conversation as well, it can be difficult because they don't, they don't see things for what, what they really are. All no. they see is what they want. Want, want to be told, like you're saying, it's like they need to be told what to do. It's like they're, they're not mature uh, in no. their own thoughts. But it also starts from education, doesn't it? They don't, at school, we don't get told how to be the best we can be. We don't get told how to articulate ourselves, how to think for ourselves. We're told what to think. We're told what to say. Where in the ancient yeah. times, like in ancient Greek, they used to teach people how to converse, how to put forward a good argument, to see things sensibly, where now people aren't taught how to look at the sensibilities of life. Instead, they're, they're very dumbed down. I love that, dumbed down, yeah, <laughs> dumbed down. <laughs> <laughs> That's quality. And I suppose for me, this is why the Gurdjieff work was so important, because Gurdjieff is teaching you how to live in this world because it's a lunatic asylum, how to be aware of what's going on, how to be aware people are being manipulated, how to aware that the governments are all run by behind the scenes people. Um, yeah, come on, we're good. You can say what you want. <laughs> you know, and then how to be, you know, so that you can live to the best of your ability in this crazy world and be as true a person as you are. His last book is actually called Life is Real, only then when I am. The rest of the time, when we're not awake, life's not real, is it? It's just like a program. But if we're aware of what's going on, we're living to our fuller potential. And okay, at times it can be very frightening that <laughs> everything's out of our control. But when you're on an esoteric, more awakened path, because you're aware of that, it makes things a lot easier and you can see ways past it. Like I was saying earlier about sidestepping things or finding a better way to deal with things. 
I, I love that. Mm. I love that. Um, <laughs> uh, there is one, one other thing that I wanted to uh, ask you about. Um, I, before we started recording, I, I couldn't pronounce it. So that's about the sun. And the sun is at the moment at a solar minimum. And Gurdjieff was talking about this like over 100 years ago. And Steiner also talks about this. When the sun's at a solar minimum, there's, um, I'm not scientifically minded, so I don't quite understand how to say the right terminology, but it's more or less saying that it's affecting the whole cosmos and the cosmos affects other planets, affects other planets, it affects our planet. And so, because this sun's at a solar minimum, it's sending out a certain vibration that's going through the universe that kinds of causes chaos, kind of causes chaos in the way the world's being run, also the way the climate's being um, working lately or not working and many people would say all oh, this climate change and everything this was going to happen anyway we might have accelerated it with all our pollution maybe but with this solar minimum normally comes a a renewal it's like a, like a, a reset energy like a reset but we don't want Josh wolves reset not that kind of week we don't want new world order <laughs> yeah. we yeah. want an awakened reset which I can right, see right. more and more people are doing. And even though I was quite anti all what happened in the shit show of 2020, sorry, I swore that, I hope that's okay. But a lot of people woke up. What a frightening time to wake up in. But if that kind of mentality continues and they don't go back to sleep, then more and more of us will be there to stop any uh, craziness of new world order. <laughs> <laughs> Because we should be free. People should be free to think what they want, follow whatever belief they want to believe in, do and come and go however they like. But they are trying their hardest to stop that. And we must make sure our freedoms are not taken away from us. Again, Debbie, I love that. Um, <laughs> I really do. It's like, how can I word this now? It's like as if um, whoever it is, the the deep state so to speak and mm -hmm. they want to prevent any form of progression yes and to me that sounds demonic because the divine source would want us to progress yeah. and evolve and i feel like the dark forces or the demonic forces whatever the elite they're trying to keep us devolved they don't want us to evolve to our better state it'd be such a better world if we had woken up people Gurdjieff says if we had 200 awakened people, the world would be run in a much better way. People would have food. Everybody would have a bed to sleep in or a house, a roof over their head. There'd be no starving. You know, it would work much better. But for some reason, the people want to follow these leaders that keep us dumbed down. But that's programming. Yeah. They love voting for them, don't they, as well? Mm. Well, if, even if that's a true thing, maybe that's all fixed. I think, yeah. I think it is. Uh, and people, not enough people do vote, um, and I can understand why, because they think that their vote won't make a difference. I, it's, I, I've never, I've never been able to work out what the old. Uh, some people are over voting. Some people are passionate about it. Mm -hmm. to, to me, no. 
I've always voted for crazy parties myself. I used to vote screaming noise sluts when I was younger. And recently I did the, um, we had a, a guy here doing the Roman centurion party because he wanted to bring back crucifixion for criminals. And I thought, well, that sounds good. The Roman, what did you say, Roman centurion? Roman centurion party. <laughs> and his text phrase was, what did the Romans ever do for us? Well, really, the Romans gave us a civilised world. So, you know, I thought, that sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, we're far from that. <laughs> well, we're not all uncivilized. Mm. I think just a select few. What uh, they 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 ruin society. That, that's what they want. They want misery. They want uh, people suffering. They want people stressed and anxiety. They they, they want all, all the negative because they're probably uh, feeding upon it. Yeah. But then what's feeding upon it? That's would be exactly. my question. And then that goes down a very dark rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It really does. Um, that's when things start getting weird. Now, I do like it when things get weird, but weird in, in, a, in a humorous way, not in a, a bad way. Well, humorous always keeps the vibration up. It is. And we don't thing, like being laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> one thing, Debbie, we are good at is... Us British, I've got a different humour than anybody else. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank <laughs> 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 the gods for the Monty Python and such like. Life <laughs> of Brian. Yeah, one of the best films on theology and religion there ever could be. That's the best education on what religion is all about. Yeah, me and a life. If anybody's listening, Watch the meaning of life or life of Brian tonight, or both back to back. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Sorry, sorry, went off a little bit then, Debbie. So um, you know these again. I cannot pronounce solio. Solionensius. So is sun, and then Inensius starts talking about how the sun's changing. So everything's on a, a cyclic or a circle. Everything's working um, over time. As we know, our own cosmos moves at a certain rate. We've got all the different epochs of, um, like, for example, astrology. We're in the, going into the Aquarian age and such like. Well, that's the same for the sun. It goes through its cycles. And it's just going I through am. a bit of a, uh, re oh, would it be invigorating? Depends on how you look at it. But it's going through this solar minimum that's going to have effects on all of us. And that's also why, you know, the weather's changing while we're having volcanic eruptions a lot more. I know people say to me, there's volcanoes go off all the time. They're going off a lot more than they used to. There's lots of them going off and earthquakes that they're not reporting. Definitely a lot of seismic activity under the waters. So there's all that happening as well, which would also mean that, I suppose I'm saying this has got to be like a global consciousness happening. It could be a good change or it could be a bad change if they try and control us. But if we can have a more of a, right, this is our chance to make a better world for us all, we need to grab it. But so are many other groups doing it, like uh, Schwab and his cronies and other, you know, like I've heard of different Jewish sects that are going to try and take over. These are just all obviously conspiracy theories and such like, but... They are aware that this is a time for a great conscious renewing, a great conscious awakening. 
And for those that want to keep it as it is, they will try and keep everyone dumbed down or told that, told that this is all rubbish and everything's going on as normal. Ignore what's happening outside. Don't notice that the weather's changing. <laughs> Like a distraction. In yes, a way. Yeah. exactly. So you could, even as an individual, you can use this time to become aware of yourself, aware of the universe, and become in tune with the universe and its changes, and hopefully evolve yourself, make yourself that better person, and be part of the ride. That is, uh, that's incredible. I love that. Um, <laughs> just with regards to uh, the weather. Now, one of my friends, he lives in Australia, and he mentioned um, solar. Uh, let me get these tweets up, just uh, apologies, but I think you'll appreciate this. Okay. Uh, it is. So um, he's mentioned solar storms yesterday when I was talking to him, and I said to him, if you can, if you can, uh, take a couple of pictures for us you know because i've you know recently uh, there's a couple of us um you know a couple of listeners friends i'd say uh, we've been look, watching the moon keeping our eye on it. it's been behaving very oddly lately like Isn't it? it seems to be on its bottom quite a lot <laughs> when it should be halfway up the you know the half moon should be standing like on its tip half to the left, yeah. half to the right, and instead we're having our moons looking more like it would be if we were on the equator. So I do wonder, has the Earth moved? Wow. Um, it's crazy how you just said that. Because, you know, for past, the past couple of days, we've been, I mean, we've been taking pictures, you know, they're, they're in the US, I mean, there's like, shout out to Carolyn, and she sent me a picture of the moon uh, last night, that night before. Uh, I'll send you a picture when we finished. Um, but it, actually, it looks like it looks like a skull with the clouds around and the eye of the uh, of the moon's the eye. It's difficult to explain, but you'll understand when you see it. Um, but anyway, sorry about that. We're going on about the what's going on in Australia. And, and yesterday, um, a million lightning bolts hit West Coast yesterday. by freak storm. A million? Yeah. A million. I will, uh, I'll send it to you when, uh, when we finish. But yeah, it's got a detailed um, a chart of where the, the, the storms hit and the lightning. But honestly, it is just extraordinary. But this is what I, I think is part of the changes that are going on. Do you remember all the forest fires in California a few years ago? And I had witnesses there telling me, you can see the bolts of fire coming from the sky. So they assumed it was coming from, you know, some satellite technology or something. But I, I think this is all part of the universe changing. You know, it, this is what I mean. It makes sense with what, what you're, you're saying. And that, that's why um, I wanted to have seen it your uh, perspective you know on, on this the um, solar minimum solenosis <laughs> that's it yeah the sun activity. we just call it the sun activity but that yeah, is fascinating sun. like of all these and they're actually lightning bolts and was that in the daytime or the nighttime do you know uh, that i'm not sure of but what no. i'll do is finished i'll send you the uh, the article and see what you can make out of it 
Um, you'll probably know a lot more than me. Uh, probably a lot. Well, you will know a lot more than me, obviously, because you are. Well, uh, we share well information. That's how we teach each other and help each other. You know. It is indeed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's proper fascinating. Because I know but, Australia had weird, freaky winter weather. I can't remember if it was this winter or last winter. And then at the moment in Spain, I don't know if you know. Like, so we're doing this on the first week of January I can't remember the date but Spain's supposed to be in winter and it's got 25 degrees it's really hot like heat wave hot out there at the moment so what's going on it's very bizarre I mean like I don't I don't know what it was like um, I'm presuming are you on the southwest or southeast I'm southeast southeast I'm not sure what it was like for you um, last week but it was particularly cold here it was like minus 10. Yeah, we went down. We were minus twos and threes because I'm on the border of London. So. Right, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm northwest. Um, so it's usually gloomy and glo like that around it anyway. But not like um, it's been a long time since it's been that cold. But like I said, it's suddenly it's gone from one extreme to the other. And then you hear about what was going on over in the US, like just people dying through the cold. It's just uh, like in New York State. Minus 40 degrees. Like I was out there when it was minus 12 in New York back in 2012. And I found minus 12 harsh. So I don't know how they can cope with minus 40. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's very strange, isn't it? But they're going to try and put it on the climate change because they probably don't, they don't understand what's happening do that like the people the elites the people in charge so they've got to fight because they always have to give a reason don't they they have to give an answer to the people otherwise they look stupid that's why they've always been quiet about ufos and things for all these years they haven't got an answer um, yeah they don't know so and they don't know anything but it's definitely something more is going on than just the planets being affected by climate change because we all used aerosols in the 1980s you know it's just ridiculous and <laughs> um, when I learned about this solianensis and it was all explained to me, which I know I didn't do a very good explanation because I don't know the terminology, but I can see how the sun's changing and that the universe does because it's all going through a certain cycle. And that will affect all the other planets and our planet, because um, I know someone who, who does a channel and he was saying that Mars was heating up. So that's been oh, having really? global problems as well. And they've got nobody there doing spraying aerosols and creating a yeah. climate change. Maybe they, maybe they do. Maybe <laughs> the secret is <laughs> that we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. All doing their 1980s hairstyles with the aerosols. <laughs> and uh, the, you know, the, the shoulder pads, what they used were in the 80s. That's right, yeah. That's maybe. what's happening in Mars at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much. Do, you think, do you think that... Any of this sort of has anything to do with Sorath, the sun being? I'm still learning about Sorath from the Steiner perspective. He is a sun demon, and I know you were talking about it with Raven um, a few shows ago. And he's also, he was, because Steiner's not the only one to bring him up. Uh, there was a, I can't remember if you spoke about this with Raven or not. Do you speak about Cornelius Agrippa? Because he, he discovered Scorat back in the 
I can't remember if he's 13 or 1400s, but he was a, um, I think he might have been a Jesuit, but anyway, he was a, a reclusive monk, scientific monk, but he did a lot of meditations and uh, such like, and he was able to see that there was a black being in the sun and he called it Sorat. Could, the, could this be, uh, oh no, I was just going to say with that, with the black sun. Well, I think he, he was aligning to it being the black sun. And many different religions try to appease the being in the sun. I, I'm, you know about ancient Egyptology, there was Agonaten, the pharaoh that... Agonaten. All oh, right, okay. So in ancient Egypt, their pantheon was there was many, many, many gods. Yeah. And then one pharaoh came along, who looks quite alien, actually. He's quite an interesting looking chapter. <laughs> His name is Agonaten. And he got rid of all the gods and said, there's only one God, the sun God. We called it Aton. And then when you read his actual prayers, he talks about how he's praying to the beast that's behind the sun, the sun that's behind the sun. So he was aware that there were two suns and everything's got a double. So this black sun, I know a lot of people mix it up with the black Saturn the planet Saturn but I think they're two different beings and I think the black sun is a, is a, is like you know like you was talking earlier about the shadow well the black sun is the shadow sun's sun. shadow and maybe that's a bit more has a stronger impulse on the universe at the moment and why everything's going topsy-turvy do you know Deborah, the, uh, this is what I mean uh, a lot of what you're saying starting to make a lot of sense and um being serious it, it does make sense what you're saying and it makes you wonder because well, really i'm reading through steiner at the moment um yeah. i'm just getting to the sorat bits maybe we could do a show on him in a month or so when i've fully read the lectures properly because i still find the sorat idea quite difficult because I would love Steiner to. talks about Lucifer and Araman and how they try and manipulate us and keep us from, uh, their mission is to keep us from having a divine connection. But Sorat is their leader. He's like the big one. But he wow. keeps quite quiet about it. Because as they say, you mention their names, they pick up their ears. It's like, why yeah, is he and Lee talking about us? <laughs> be paying us a visit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you. <laughs> that's why you have to do your prayers and say, please keep him away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it would be an honour <laughs> to, uh, to cover Sorat. It would, it really would, um, Deborah. Um, but you're going to have to tell me what you tell, tell when we finish. If you tell me where you are up to, and then I can, I can start as well. Then and I'll have a bud, you know, so we're both. Yeah, on the because, same page. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would love that. Um, I've, I have uh, covered Aravan before. Um, we've brought him up a few times, actually. Mm. Uh, I've listened to your shows. Yeah, um, been brilliant with with um, many many shows, many many shows. Because um, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of them connect, you know, and you don't think, uh, oh. They don't connect, but when when you when you look into them, they do. And, and yeah, to me, it's a whole picture, and that's what many people avoid. They don't want to look at the big picture, 
And doing this kind of work makes you start seeing what the big picture is. Because most people are very narrow-minded just in their own world. It's all about me and my family and my work. But when you start doing this kind of work, you start seeing how everything's entwined and linked to everything. Yeah, that's, uh, it's like I said, that's what, to me, that's what makes it more fascinating. It's, uh, we live, it, it, it's like now, I know society's all, it's all backwards, it's not where it should be, but these are exciting times for, for like the likes of us. Because, I mean, I, I, I'm no expert at anything, but I find everything fascinating. And I think that's what, that's why I'm so intrigued with, um, with the majority of it. Well, this is Especially. why you're not the sheep, because most sheep are not interested. The, the only yeah. interest they get from Quite, it is perhaps yeah. watching it on TV, <laughs> you know, some yeah. fantasy programme or something or a thriller. Yeah. Whereas at least you're aware enough that there's something more going on and you've, you've got that hunger to find out more. And that's important. Yeah. It is very important. It's imperative. You know, mm, it's imperative, uh, yes. All this is, it's all vital. We are, we, there's, there's certain things what we should all know or know about and it's things like this yeah you don't get a lot of people covering topics like this because uh, a lot of people just follow what other people are doing well it's like we're different and i'm not saying we're better at what we do I'm just saying it's different it's to me what what we're covering is more interesting to me than mm. other things it's just uh I just find it so fascinating. And there are other people that are, you know, like you and me that want to learn more and don't know where to go. So we can encourage them to what to look yes. at, and what to go, what, you yeah. know, and then that'll take them off to other things. Maybe they'll come back with things for us to look at that we've never thought of. Exactly. Because there's always some there's always something there. I mean, every single show I do, I'm learning from the guest or it's brilliant. We have um, some incredible guests. And some of the some of the talent, what like yourself, um, it's talent. It is uh, it's something that I've never seen before. Well, That's people what having to share. I believe it's got to be put out there now. Many over the centuries, all the occult teachings was kept in mystery schools up until like the 1800s when they were suddenly beginning to be released because they knew an, an end times was coming, but not an end times as it's the end of the world completely, but in that the materialistic way of life was coming. And if that came, then humanity will not evolve because they'd be caught up in materialism. So they had to release all the esoteric teachings out into the public and give it to teachers that could pass it on. And I'm not saying that I'm a teacher, but I've learned from other teachers that I'm just passing on the information they were giving us. Yeah. Because we need to get this out to as many people as we can. Because there are people out there that want to wake up, but they don't know it yet. They 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 know they're different and they know they don't like the way they're living or that they're, you know, life's a bit they're caught up in some kind of boring rat race life. They just need to know that there's something more out there to go on, another path to look down. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 again, I love that. I love your old um your old approach and your old perspective on on what you do. Um, 
what you believe is right is something that I love. I thank you. You are. Um, I'm so glad that I found you. Um, I mean, it's like, I, I believe that our paths were always meant to cross. I said this, you know, it's something I say often. It's because I mean it. I think we've, we're all we're all a part in this. We're all a part of the puzzle, so to speak. Um, together, uh, we are as one, and there's a lot we can achieve when we are together. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to doing more with you. It's going to be great. Oh, thank you, dear. Uh, that means <laughs> I'll not swear because I've got a lot of respect uh, for you. Um, but it means so much for you to say that. Thank you. Um, I think let's have a look at time. I think, I'm going to have to um, go in a minute, actually. Starving. Um, you're making me hungry. I don't know why. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I'm starving. I need one of my tea. <laughs> We're not, we're not just hungry for um, esoteric knowledge and awakening. We're hungry for food, too. We are. We're starving. <laughs> yeah. Debbie, it has been a true honour and pleasure speaking for you today. Oh, thank it you really... very much for this opportunity. It was really good speaking to you. Thank you. Um, I can't wait till we speak again. Uh, but before mm -hmm. you go, please, would you like to let everybody know where they can get hold of you? Well, I have a website called www.com. Debbie-Elliot.co.uk and my YouTube channel is DJ Elliot. I'm more than happy to talk to people whether on comments or if they want to email me through my website, that'd be great. Um, come and see what I've got to do and let's all become a great community together of awakening people. I love that. Um, and I will say, yeah, you won't be disappointed when you check out Debbie's material. Her content is... It's just what just what you like, I can assure you. <laughs> oh, thank you, General Lee. It's been great. Thank you. Uh, thanks again, Debbie. I'm going to uh, stop recording now. This six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.